Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you'll need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Spring is in the air at Littleton Coin Company, and we want to help you brighten your collection. Visit us at littletoncoin.com all month long to enjoy 15% off your purchase. With a wide selection of coins, paper money, supplies, and more, Littleton Coin Company has something for every collector's taste. Use promo code SPRING at littletoncoin.com for 15% off your purchase all month long. Restrictions apply. Littleton Coin Company. Serving collectors since 1945. What's up, you guys? Sean Ross Sapp here. Fightful Smackdown Podcast. It is June 20th. Head over to FightfulPods.com. It's a, your one-stop shop for all of our Fightful Podcasts. Raw Smackdown post-pay-per-view, the flagship listing, your boy, and Holy Smokes MMA podcast, as well as our archived shows with Matt Riddle, Shane Helms, Elias Theodoru, Sean Pearson. Tons of personalities over there. Lots of stuff for you all to take a look at. Also, lots of stuff at Fightful.com this week. Friday, we have uh, Ring of Honor Best in the World coverage. Saturday, Bellator uh, NYC coverage. Sunday, UFC Oklahoma City. I'll be bringing you a post-show podcast with Showdown Joe after UFC Oklahoma City Sunday, covering that and the Bellator show. Programming note, Listen, Your Boy airs this Thursday at 3 instead of Wednesday at 3. But we got SmackDown to talk about. If you all don't mind, uh, before we get into the show, subscribe, like, thumbs up. I, I guess Showdown Joe got me to do it. At 20,000 subscribers on YouTube, I'm going to give away the Jeff Jarrett laser engraved guitar. So Jeff Hawkins, if you haven't subscribed, you better do it. Oh, I should. Oh, by the way, Sean, we need to get to the real main point here. Do you realize tonight that they played to one of your complaints they gave byron saxton a nickname tonight what was his nickname the insider how is that appropriate (laughs) i I don't know i just i just heard that i would are you kidding that we're giving announcers nicknames okay great considering (laughs) Corey graves's current angles on raw i was like why does why does saxton get that (laughs) i don't get it we're also joined by Anna Bauert of Most Ridiculous. That is out on uh, Fightful.com right now on that wonderful little sidebar. Anna, I got to say, this is the first time I really paid too much attention to the glow graphics today. <laughs> yeah. I see it. I yeah. see it. Because yep. when I when I saw it, I was like, oh, Anna went the extra mile with some glow pictures. no. That was Allison Brie. Well, that was Allison Brie. This is um, exactly why we're pushing for me to be cast as Allison Brie's sister in season two of Glow. So if people would like to get behind that campaign and get tweeting at them, I'm not sure if this is beneficial for me or if that's more detrimental at this point. But 
hey, it's it's getting my face out there. So. All I can think is Allison Bree is like Anna plus Patty Smythe from the scandal video <laughs> The Warrior. That that's what that is. <laughs> well, I'll take it. <laughs> Excited to check that out. When's that drop this week? Uh, June twenty third. I'm pretty sure, and that's the entire yeah. season is up. So I will be unavailable for that entire day. <laughs> wow! Most ridiculous is going to be like seventy five seconds next week. <laughs> oh, it's just going to be all eighties. Even that Brock Lesnar Samoa Joe thing I did at the end of last week's episode was incredibly eighties. I realized by the end of it, it's not even deliberate. It's just, <laughs> it's just part. Well, I, I got to say, guys, I've watched so much Twin Peaks over the last two weeks that. Some of the booking I've been watching seems remarkably normal. <laughs> it like it all just seems business as usual compared to what I've been watching. But uh, we got SmackDown to talk about, and this was a big SmackDown. It might not be as big as next weekend's or next week's SmackDown, though. Jeff, they are loading that show with at least sh- with at least matches that you can look at and say this has importance to a degree. For better or for worse, they are yes. <laughs> I have opinions about (laughs) that. Well, we'll talk about it. We'll we'll just go ahead and get into the show then. Yep. So the opening segment, Daniel Bryan, well, actually, we see the women backstage, the women who did not win the Money in the Bank match. And some would say uh, that would be all the women. But we see them backstage. Daniel Bryan wants to see what Carmella and Ellsworth have to say before he makes a decision. James Ellsworth comes out. Both uh, he and Carmella gets a lot, get a lot of heat. He cuts a good intro, and then Carmella unleashes the you people. I wasn't happy about that. But I Technically, promo... Ellsworth unleashed that first. He's stealing yeah, he everyone's sticks at this point. Well, hey, you got to do it. She recovers, cuts a good promo, citing some similar situations to what happened with her at uh, Money in the Bank. Backstage, we see Charlotte going off on Daniel Bryan, and that's – like I liked the Charlotte promo, but once or not the Charlotte promo, the Carmella promo. But when Charlotte like went off on Daniel Bryan, that really piqued my interest. Anna, I know that you uh, were you're still not in support of what happened at Money in the Bank. How did you feel after that opening segment? Did that change anything for you? Um, my view on this has always been: it's great for story. Historically, it's shit. And I still stem by that. Um, there was a lot of discussion on Twitter about all of this today to the point where I pretty much missed the New Day Usos match, which is such a shame because that's the second time that they preceded this with them. Um, look, it is a case of it, what's done is done. We'll just have to wait and see and kind of knew that they were going in this direction. I mean, we'll get into that later. Um, Carmella's promo was awesome i've not seen her like that before um it felt like there was some real frustration coming through um i'm sure she's getting a ton of shit online and it kind of also made me realize that my opinion from when i first saw it to today has shifted slightly but not because of anything that they have done um it's still i think it's shit that they used the women's revolution and the historicness of this as fodder to you know to swerve us um but you know it that's great for ratings it is and it's great for storyline but i realize that the we'll main see. Difference, it might be yeah 
we realize, I realized that the main difference in my opinion is because of all the shit that I've been reading online um, in support of and also people who hated it. And I don't know, it's just even with what happens later on in the show that we find out about next week, it's just all troll culture. From Like like you said on the post-show yeah. podcast, it's from start to finish, it's troll culture. And that's why I'm kind of like, uh, I just want to see how this plays out now. Um, and it's no point getting upset over things because it's WWE. This is what they do. Well, we're, we're going to talk about this at length. We're going to talk about this at length. Jeff, what do you think it's going to be like in the Carmella Big Cass household on Wednesday and Thursday before they head back out on the road? <laughs> um, <this week? laughs> Party Central and uh, trolling people on Twitter. Uh, I, I, you know what? I'm, I'm with Anna here. I think you completely undersold this Carmella p- promo. This promo was me. I, I loved it. I thought it was awesome. What the hell? No, no, no. Well, you said, "Oh, it was good," and then you went to Charlotte's promo, which I didn't think. Okay, was. yeah, okay, maybe I did then. But no, her promo kicked ass. I, promo, my only my only problem with it was the you people thing, and that's just a minor right. pet peeve more than anything. Yeah, no. For this kind of expositiony promo, this thing was fantastic. She came out here with a list of grievances. Like she was the nerdy kid who got picked on and finally won. And she was going to tell everybody, hey, look at me right now. She had some fire in there. She was Like her she, dad was Paul Van Dale or something. Yeah. <laughs> and she just watched him get his ass kicked for years. She, she came out. She had the whole, hey, here's a logical explanation for these crappy things. Sorry, not sorry. I, you know what? I absolutely loved this promo. I, I, I just went, oh man, she, when she, the, the point where I got totally on board this promo was when she brought up, I was picked last in the draft and I went, there's great. continuity. That was friggin' great. I loved that. Um, what we beg for every week. Yeah. And the one thing, the one thing in Charlotte's promo that popped me, cause I, I I'm still not on board with her delivery. I think it feels forced as hell, but I love the li- wrestling licenses, which I think is true. And I still think you have to get licensed in Missouri. I'm not sure. Kentucky too. Oh, do you? Okay. But I just, the wrestlers with licenses. I love that little touch I, it, just for old school me. I absolutely love, but this Carmella promo, um, absolutely uh, fantastic, which makes me even angrier. It's odd. Anna's angrier at the results of the pay-per-view. I'm angrier at what they did later in the show. Oh, yeah. Boy, <laughs> I, I'm a little angry about that, too. Now, Anna, I mean, before we went on the air, we went at it a little bit over this, and you have been the target of some shit. Yeah. Some unnecessary shit that mm. I've had to moderate quite frequently, honestly, because – I've seen it. I've seen people negate your opinion because you are a woman who covers wrestling. I see it on a weekly basis. Like Twitter eggs, like and unfortunately they're not eggs anymore, but you know those those one follower people that started tweeting 2 days ago, they create a, an account to talk some shit or they pop up on YouTube to say, "OMG, she doesn't know anything." Well, why? Why doesn't she know anything? She's sharing her opinions on subjective entertainment. Like, how is that a, a not? I'll never forget the comment. You have opinionated wrongfully, which we have still yet to make into a shirt. But that is just that's just one of those things I've never gotten. And I understand why you're passionate about it, because you are a woman and you do receive that all the time. I, I would go as far as to say that yeah, I'm on 
far more shows than you weekly. I don't experience it nearly as much as you do on a weekly basis, and you're usually just here. How much of a role does that play in, in how you feel about this? Because you do get it a lot. Well, this is kind of it. You can just put it down to it's just WWE. This is what they do. It's just entertainment. Who cares? Um, unfortunately, this is rife. And there is still such a thing of a disrespect for women's wrestling just because they're female. Um, and I can even, you know, I can just imagine what is being said right now about this conversation, about the fact that I'm talking about this. This is why WWE and big companies need to step up and start making some changes because they are the ones that need to lead by example. Um, it. And yeah, like it's just entertainment. It is, but it's kind of giving license to these people to go, well, we were right. Why should we take them seriously? Um, I don't know. I just don't think those kind of opinions should, this is obviously not on their radar. This is not um, a priority for them. They care about ratings. They care about money, but, they're a publicly licensed company now and they're the biggest pro wrestling company in the world. Sorry, but you've got to own up to that. Not just with this, but with, with race, with um, sexuality, whatever. You just kind of have to start leading the way. Well, here, here's what I'll ask. Are they not being socially responsible by making this the biggest storyline of their show by focusing I mean, it, and maybe the best storyline on their show going right now and having it as a huge talking point or. Well, that's why I, I'm saying I'm going to reserve any more judgment, judgment to see what happens with this. Um, like I said, historically, I mean, I, I knew this was going to happen. They, they're going to make a second match and in video packages from now on for the women's revolution, this is the ending that they're going to show. They're not going to mention the Ellsworth thing in years to come, probably. Um, but like I keep saying on Twitter, you can't re-pop a cherry. Um, it's done. The first time is done. And it was just a bit, at the end of the day, it's not as big a deal, but it was a bit of a slap in the face, I guess, if you want to be overly sensitive about it. Um, but it's more just, I don't know, we'll have to wait and see what they do. Jeff, I saw you shaking your head. Just to piggyback a little bit on on Anna, for me at least, a lot of what got me back into WWE in recent times was the way that NXT handled women's wrestling and those personalities. And they did it right. They did it right with all the horsewomen. They did it right with Paige and Emma. They did it right. And they're still doing it right with Asuka and Nikki Cross and Ruby Wright. And then to see them... Look, Anna's point is, is is this. No matter how good the story they tell on this SmackDown show, it doesn't give them the respect of the men for their athletic prowess necessarily. The script isn't going to change that. The matches are what's going to change that. And the problem they have right now a little bit is that they've split both of those rosters a little bit thin um, in order to be able to do that. So you have these women who probably can't they can go but they can't give you the the f- classic style of match necessarily on both programs if you combine the roster you could probably get one 
And it's frustrating for the future of it because once these personality-driven type stories go, what are you left with? I mean, we, we, we've seen what they've done when they even had Trish and Lita and, and, and up at the top. You know, you still had the brawn panty stuff. You still had this. I mean, they are working against their own history here in many, many ways. And they're working against their own, for lack of a better term, their own um, – what, what they – fall back on when they panic about ratings or what they, when they panic about what the image is of the champion and is, are they hot enough and whatnot? And basically all those things, when the ratings start to dip a little bit, but the wrestling's getting better, that that's when you start to get nervous about which one they're going to pick. I kind of went at it with a couple people on Twitter. Alex in particular, he said the extra heat wasn't worth it. I, I'm, I would tend to think Carmella would disagree at this point. James Ellsworth probably too, because Carmella's never gotten what she got at the beginning of this evening, and she's never been able to deliver what she delivered at the beginning of this evening. My question is, when does it become okay for men to be involved in the finishes of women's matches like women have been for men for years? Is it like, because I get it, it was a first time, like, first time historic match and it was built up as such. That's what they use to work somebody. I understand both lines of thinking that they shouldn't have done that, but like, when does it become okay? Like the first women's buried alive match or the first women's hog pin match. Like if James Ellsworth had chucked Sasha Banks into a hog pin, does that, is it okay then? Uh, because I mean, we've had a lot of these historic women's first and this divas revolution has been going on for two years now. They split it up. They've, they've done all these things. Does it ever become okay? Because there there are going to be firsts, absolute women's firsts, for years and years and years to come. You want Anna to go or me? Well, let Anna. I'll go. just I'll just say quickly. It's it's going to be okay when we don't have to have these kind of conversations anymore. That it's as simple as that. It's it's been two years. Two years is not that long a time. And it's been an uphill battle because it's been how many years preceding that of bra and panty matches of someone on all fours being told to kiss someone's ass. Like it's. Well, that was mainly men to be fair. In in bra and panties though is another thing. It's just, there is a lot of history outside of wrestling that they are contending with as well. And it's, it's still prevalent in everyday life for women. And I don't want to make it. I don't like, I've I've come here to talk about wrestling. This is a wrestling podcast. I don't want to make it about anything else, but I don't know. As I said to you guys before, it's like trying to describe your favorite place in Norway when you've never even visited. It's, it's a conversation that it's hard to understand unless you've been there, unless you've experienced it. Um, Sean, I'll give you a straight-ahead answer to your question. When you have a resume and a backup of things like Bailey, Sasha, Iron Woman, and Brooklyn, that that you don't look at that and go, that's the exception to the rule, that there are plenty of those to pick out. When you can bring an Asuka up and not be afraid, oh, she doesn't speak English, yeah. so so she's not going to be able to get herself over necessarily. You know, when, when you can when you can point to things, I mean – Look, the, the, the time that they were they had to establish this division very, very well was last WrestleMania with that triple threat match, and they had a man interfere in that match too. Yep. 
So is is that more of a condemnation of the audience that takes in the product or the WWE because it's it's their fear that the W uh, that fans will reject and Oscar not being able to speak English. That's one, I mean WWE exists solely to make money. That's why they're yes. here. Yeah, one drives the other. WWE conditions the audience on how they feel. Ergo, the audience will respond how WWE conditions them. Yeah, uh, it, it is a touchy subject. It's it's a different subject, and it's you know, hey, on the bright side, women are getting equal opportunity for shit booking. <laughs> it's not just a man thing. Thank God for that. Yeah, they're all safe. Uh, big. <laughs> Big E defeated Jimmy Uso, I think, with Jay Uso. Uh, I think the New Day have to get a run with those silver titles after they were forced to hold those absolute garbage, duty copper ones forever. We get New Day throwing to, not a video package this time. They couldn't even throw to a video package, Anna. They got to throw to still photos. Wait, I don't even think they were still photos. I'm pretty sure they were screenshots. From the match. Yeah. Honestly, like I said, I missed this whole thing because of discussions online about the women's stuff. So I apologize, but I saw Big E do a couple of dives and <laughs> I missed the match. I'm going to have to go back and watch it. Nah, you don't. We, we, <laughs> we like, come like back from a commercial. We come back from a commercial to see Big E fighting back. The Usos try to walk off but are prevented. I thought that played off of last night's story well. Anything to add to this match, uh, Jeff? No, this is the standard bill for tag matches. One partner gets pinned by another, and then next week another partner will will get pinned by the other guy, and and then eventually we'll have a rematch. Uh, You know, it was fine for what it was. Backstage, Tamina is livid about the Money in the Bank decision. Natalia took a nicer approach. (laughs) I'll just say this. I like this. I like this uh, line for Tamina, but uh, she batted one for two this evening. Yeah. No, and, t- and line- <laughs> t- Tamina underrated in comedy in this one because she, she was holding it in for a while. And uh, my other note was uh, that bruise, though. Oh, my goodness. Did you yeah. see that thing? Man, I mean, look, you all can crap on Tamina all you want, but she gave her body for that match last last or, uh Sunday night. So, but uh, yeah, the good cop, bad cop thing. I, I enjoyed this little s- skit. Also, uh, Naomi, little indifferent about the money in the bank situation. Lana wants another title shot because of Carmella's distraction. Naomi agrees for next week. What I liked was how this tied into Becky Lynch because I thought Becky Lynch delivered some of her best promo work on SmackDown right afterwards. Becky Lynch uh, goes to Daniel Bryan and she says, this doesn't feel like the land of opportunity. This feels like the land of handouts. And she's not wrong. Jinder Mahal, Charlotte got offered title shots. Uh, and now Lana. And I thought this was was really good stuff. And there was a little interaction with Sami Zayn too that that compounded the situation that really added to it because Sami Zayn was like, listen, shit was fucked up. <laughs> yeah, I thought that was... It's like Jeff mentioned, it was a repeat of her online promo, and that was, they're both just awesome. Um, I was talking to Alex earlier about how we kind of wish that from this we'd get a pipe bomb situation from one of the women. 
I guess this is the closest thing we're going to get, but Becky just did an awesome job with it. Um, and I, I love the line, is doing the right thing really that complicated? It's just, it really is that kind of cut and dry. Um, she is the most pure baby face probably yeah. on, in the entire company. And I thought this was cool because she kind of like questioned it. She's like, should I be? Because that doesn't seem to get me anywhere. Jeff, your thoughts on Lana versus Naomi next week, the rematch of the century. And <laughs> let me talk about the Becky promo. <laughs> I don't yeah. care about the Lana Naomi rematch, to be honest with you. <laughs> I, I, I just don't. Um, I, I thought that whole interaction was bad, to be honest with you, with, with a little bit uh, going to some of Anna's concerns about how they treat race. I really, there were parts that made me feel a little bit uncomfortable, to be honest with you, with, with, Naomi's promo but um as for Becky's I mean when when they came out with the uh was aftermath or whatever on the website I I said it was one of her best I think I said it was her best promo of her career since being in WWE or at least being brought up to the main roster uh and they made her almost do it word for word here and it it is fantastic and what makes it fantastic for me was that emotion where you are so angry you can't get out full sentences necessarily Becky conveyed that so well when their instinct is to script out every single word in it. And I, I just thought, I just thought made that promo much more magnificent than, than the usual Becky Lynch pun promo and things of that. I thought this was fantastic. Awesome stuff. This was there was a lot of strong work on these promos from the women until, until the, the segment that ended it all, which we'll talk about in a bit. Zack Ryder's backstage making his case for a title shot. The Hype Bros will get that opportunity next week, but they got to beat the Usos. Anna, do they beat the Usos? No. <laughs> no. <laughs> I, maybe they'll yeah. use it as nice story development, but uh, we'll see. Yeah. Jeff, are you more excited for Hype Bros versus Usos or Naomi versus Lana? <laughs> actually uh hype bros versus usos uh no question although i think that's going to be uh that's going to be a little bit of a, a, a schmoz in terms of interference and things of that nature and maybe it'll maybe it'll turn into also a hype bros versus new day little rivalry that they can set up for down the road yeah yeah up next we had nakamura versus ziggler this was a pretty good match. I think it's some of Nakamura's best main roster work that, that I've seen. We saw a little bit of everything out of his game. I don't know that I want to see these guys wrestling every single week, but both of these guys brought it, Jeff. This was a studio-style main event match. It wasn't all the high spots and everything, but it was brutal, and you could feel the violence. And, and I think the crowd wanted a main event-style match, and, and I think they undersold it, to be honest with you. I don't crowd shame a lot, but... Uh, I, I felt they the audience shouldn't have been this underwhelmed. I think this is Nakamura's best job of selling I've seen in a very long, long time from him. I, I think he was tremendous here. They worked, you know, a kind of a stiff but light style because they both went through, <laughs> or at least Dolph went through a very rough <laughs> ladder match, including that power bomb that they brought up at, with Sammy backstage, who didn't have to wrestle. Uh, but no, I really enjoyed this this match. Uh, 
uh, quite a bit. It, it was a bit of a throwback, and I really liked it. If, in, a, in a smaller venue, this would have been uh, very, very hot. Yeah, but like, what reason did the crowd have to give a shit about this match that they've no, they seen? Don't. I don't know once or twice before. They well, that and also the pattern of a WWE match, and this didn't exactly fit the pattern for you know going for the setup. You know, the the five minute TV match that they're all used to. I I get that. Don't worry. I'm I'm not I'm not crapping on the crowd per se. I'm I'm just saying they were underwhelmed when I thought that the mm-hmm. match was quite good. Um, I think their expectations were raised for it, to be honest with you. Anna, any thoughts on this match? Uh, Nakamura picked up the win. I, I really enjoyed it, but uh, this this seems to be a good a good sign after Nakamura's been getting some criticisms of maybe softballing it. Yeah, it was a good match. It was enjoyable. Um, hats off to Ziggler for competing tonight, given everything that went down. Um, I just... I keep thinking that Ziggler is coming off a lot better than Nakamura with these. Maybe it's because I just have NXT Nakamura in my head and expect something else, but the way that they've built him and just the repeat of these matches with the two men, it just kind of, it, there's something lacking there. I'm trying to figure out what it is. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. What's the easiest choice you can make? Window instead of middle seat? Picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket? Outsourcing business tasks you hate? What about selling with Shopify? Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage? Shopify's there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash try. Go to shopify.com slash try now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash try. Is that they're doing differently, that's just, it's not the same. And maybe it's wrong to expect the same thing, but it's, hmm. To show you how wild the last three days have been, I completely forgot about that Ziggler spot. And I was like, what is she talking about? Like hats <laughs> off to him. Then I'm like, oh yeah, that, that little powerbomb yeah, that little situation. Thing. That little thing. We get the Kevin Owens Face of America Challenge where he invites anybody from Dayton, Ohio to answer. AJ Styles interrupts, but Owen says Styles isn't from Dayton. And then, kind of unceremoniously, American Alpha are back after two months. They're alive. It's great. They're alive, Jeff. Well, one of them's alive. Hold on. (laughs) Jason was out there with him. Oh, was he? Okay, I missed that. Briefly. And then went to the back. It was the old Royal Rumble entrance. Like, hey, everybody, here I am. Here's my partner. I'm getting the fuck out of here now. One of those. Chad Gables... (laughs) 
uh, is called out by Kevin Owens for not living in Dayton, but he's like, yeah, I moved here this morning and gives the address of a Wright State dorm room, which is now his residence listed on Wikipedia, by the way, (laughs) which is fantastic. And AJ Styles kind of messes up and says, yeah, he's from Dayton, Hawaii. (laughs) So we, we got that. I forgot how outstanding Gable was. This guy, he's special, but I forgot about it because he had been done the way it had been done. And, like, you know, a lot of people thought maybe they get involved in the Brizongo storyline, like all that stuff. Jeff, I, I want your, your feelings on the match. I want your feelings on American Alpha being brought back this way on maybe where, where their future lies. I was hoping for a heel run from them. I'll admit it, because I think they needed some freshening up. They're still great baby faces. And this match, I I really loved this match. I, I know some people get annoyed when I make old school callbacks, but to the to me, this reminds me a lot of back in the late 80s, a Tim Horner versus one of the horsemen style matches where the, the good guy, you know he's going to get beat, but he still gets to look very, very good in it. I think Gable looked great here. I think he's fantastic. I, I think that team is fantastic. I, I just wish they could write for them, to be honest with you, because it just seems like they can't get a good straight-ahead babyface promo out of them. But I have You know how I would write for them? Put them in really good competitive matches that yeah. aren't paid by numbers. Yes. That's how they got over in NXT. Now, different types of crowds, sure, but I think that they have a level of talent that can transcend standard promos and yes. stuff like just eliminate the paint by numbers bullshit. The, mm-hmm. Oh, we're going to sell for, for 10 minutes, then uh, cut off, then the hot tag, then all that stuff. And it breaks down and the ref forgets about the rules. <laughs> Let them have special matches with special teams. Yes. No, that, that's exactly how you do because they're so athletic that they, they are one of those teams where if you allowed them to take the leash off or the blinders off, if, you, if whatever metaphor you want to use, they would get over on their own by their in, in ring work as opposed to having doing this pattern and, you know, Jordan comes down and pulls down the straps and, you know, that kind of stuff. I, I, I think they're a phenomenal team. I love this kind of match. I love this kind of gimmick where you have the heel coming out with the challenges and here comes the young up and coming baby face. And of course he's going to lose, but he's going to look good doing it. And that's really part of the point of this whole thing was that Chad Gable looked good doing it after months of them absolutely killing American Alpha on television. Anna, thoughts? Yeah, I love this match. I think they both look fantastic. They both came out looking really strong. Gable's moonsault was just beautiful. I mean, KO attempting to get out of the submission by big spooning the bottom rope was hilarious. <laughs> Someone pointed out, even in KO's entrance, he goes out of his way to walk around his face on the ramp. It's just, he is something else. Um, I love this match. Short and sweet. Did what it needed to do. I agree. Hopefully we see more American Alpha. Yeah, that'd be great. Money in the Bank resolution. Daniel Bryan says they are in uncharted territory. Goes off on James Ellsworth when Ellsworth brings up his kid. And what I like is it wasn't, it wasn't a Goldberg, like, I'm going to wait two weeks when you talk about my family and show up. He, like, immediately was like, 
I don't care about any rules that are in place. If you talk about my kid, I'm going to bust your face. It's going to be an awkward sequel to that episode of Ride Along, but <laughs> I'm ready for them to sit down and have that discussion. Then we get the... Okay. Anna, just, just say say anything about this segment. Um, Tamina's comeback. That Anna! Just said. Anna! Whoa, 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 whoa! <laughs> you think you can just come here and talk about this segment on a show? Jeff, it was, it was your cue like five seconds ago to interrupt me and say, Sean! Sean! I figured you I'm were going to make inter- you. I'm going to make you look like like you don't have a chin. I thought you were going to interrupt me. That's what. I was. <laughs> well, I mean that is standard for this program. But. <laughs> oh God. Um, who wants to go on this one? Because I got. You. Go oh, I cannot believe a Deus Ex Machina this dumb thing. That's what makes me angry right now. I mean, if you're going to look. As, as much heat as they took trolling the history people and trolling the athleticism, they're now doubling down on it. They're going to do it again because they have to do it again. You have to have the same results somehow. And, and that's just – here's the other thing. If you paid extra money to go to that card in St. Louis, this is a town-killing type of move because you already beat Randy Orton in his hometown. And the one big thing that all these people paid extra for this special money in the bank match. Oh, we're going to give it to a more important town like San Diego to give them a great resolution. This is this Tuesday in Texas. Stupid. Well, you know why? Because of you people. Oh, all yeah. you people. <laughs> yeah. That's why. Haven't we learned that by now? How That's what we? they do. Uh, he, he being Daniel Bryan, strips Carmella of the women's money in the bank briefcase. They're going to have a match next week. It's like four matches set. Sami Zayn versus Baron Corbin, another one. Anna, did this bring any sort of resolution to you, or are you still a little upset about that? Do you think that next week can rectify? It is historic, Anna. It's the first ever money in the bank on TV, on regular TV. This is so the video that. footage they're going to use. In the women's <laughs> revolution packages, this is it. Um, I'm not surprised. I was expecting this was going to be the case. So, like I said, you can't repop a cherry. It's done. So, I, I kind of think unless I mean, I'm going to double back a bit. Daniel Bryan going off at Ellsworth. First off, Ellsworth not only attacked his child, he attacked all vegans as well. Which this guy has just turned into the ultimate douchey heel. And I, I love it. I do love it. But Daniel Bryan going off at him, I don't think I've ever loved someone so much before. That was just awesome. But in terms of the rematch, I kind of feel like unless they actually go with Carmella somehow grabbing this briefcase, what's, what is the point of all of this? Maybe to pop like, some ratings maybe, for a couple but, of weeks. They're not ratings, views, anything like that. But that's it. It's a couple of weeks. And then you're That's back important. To... But it's not consistent. Any week is it's important. not keeping anyone there. It's so... keeping all of these girls relevant for at least two weeks. What do you think Tamina's going to do after this? Go back to copying people's lines? 
know. And icing her knee probably on her couch. Like she's probably not going to be doing a lot after once this is done. Look, I like I said, I get it. I get the ratings thing. I do understand it. It's just, it's what Jeff said. They're doubling back. And I just hope, okay, I think more my point is I hope that they can actually make something of the rematch that isn't just we try to rectify the situation. Like actually make something significant standalone happen that isn't just, oh, oh, this is 2.0. And you know what's going to happen, which which there's a danger here, because if the match is worse you're going to make all these fans who were angry in the first place even more apoplectic. I didn't I mean, think that match was too hot to begin with. To I be thought it was, it, was, it was okay for what it was, but it's still, I mean, this, it could be much, much worse coming off on TV. And, and to me, they're doing ratings grabs on both shows now. It, it feels like they're desperate because Vince's go-to is to push the big guys when, when, when ratings are falling. So he got all the beef on Raw right now with the cast, Samoa Joe, Brock's, <laughs> Roman, Braun coming back. And then on this one, it's going to be stunts for the most part. It's going to be that, that, you know, hey, we're putting a money in the bank on SmackDown. Let, let's watch that. You know, we're putting your favorite Sami Zayn against Baron Corbin. It's so funny how the booking does change when the numbers dwindle. And it's like, why weren't you doing this to begin with? If, if you yeah, think exactly. this is the solution, uh, it's, it's, it's super weird. Uh, Jeff, is that how WWE is going to book heat now? Like trolling? Is that the way they're gonna, just going to do it? Well, it worked. I know they time. tried with the audience thing and the you people. <laughs> See, I, you know what? It, it, but it's trolling what they view as a small percentage of their audience. A small, they think that the 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 people who come for sports type of um, wrestling, so to speak, you know, your work rate fans, your I want to see a great match type fans, they think they are the minority. They always have thought that. They think the people come for the skits and the characters and the entertainment, and 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 this is to them, not you know, they're they're trolling the people who would chant women's wrestling clap 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 and saying nope it's women's sports entertainment yeah uh well until those people stop watching do you think that stops or do you like at what point do you think they change that that course uh i don't think they change that course because i think they have certain archetypes of what they view to be what should be running these types of divisions and what drives people to watch But that's Fair why enough. that's why I've always enjoyed NXT the most out of all their programming because it's the storylines are somewhat straightforward. They're a lot more straightforward than they try and do on the main roster. And they mm-hmm. on the main roster, it's become so much about the entertainment, but without any foresight for any kind of planning. It's like an ex, like a paintball explosion of, and then we do this, and now we do this, but there's no actual cohesive storyline being presented whereas well, I mean, NXT, was... you actually get cohesive storylines it's a lot more simplistic but then also when it comes to the actual matches they're not there's no distraction for the in-ring work we can actually focus on that and the matches are awesome and at the end of the day yeah it's entertainment it's sports entertainment but it's also sport is part of that equation 
they've just gone completely off kilter with the balance. Well, I mean, that was the line of thinking in NXT is that they could double the developmental brand and have an alternate brand, too, that maybe offered something a little bit different for those who had been disenfranchised, uh, perhaps. If I could do an NXT Most Ridiculous every week or Progress Most Ridiculous every week, I would. Maybe you'll be able to do a New Japan one soon enough. Okay. Speaking up, guys, New Japan's running shows in America July 1st and 2nd. I'll be doing a post-show podcast July 2nd after either the New Japan show or Slammiversary. Don't know who's going to be on it with me, though. Just throwing out offers to everybody. Jeff, you're going to be at the the New Japan show, yeah? Yep. Anna, you'll be doing anything but, I'm sure. I I just need to get up to speed. I'll do it. I don't know if people want me there, apparently, but I'll do it. Oh, Jesus. (laughs) I'm not going to be precious. Never read. Here's the thing. I don't. You tell me, though. That's the issue. <laughs> I don't. I rarely tell you. I brought it up on this show. That was it. I'm not like, hey, this person on YouTube said that, uh, that some dumb shit. I'm not like uh, giving you a constant feed. Is not my issue. It's okay. I was waiting to. I was waiting to see what Sean Ross Sapp character would come out. Yeah, I'm, I wasn't gonna <laughs> come out. And then, yeah. I wasn't going to like make it a running gag or anything on the show because I know the people that watch our show and they would do that. Jinder Mahal defeated Luke Harper. Good to see he's also still alive. Not a bad match by any stretch. Corbin teases a cash-in. He doesn't do it, but Anna, this poses the question to me. Had he cashed that in at that moment, wouldn't that have technically made it a title match for Luke Harper as well? Yeah, but as if that would have happened. As much as it kills my soul. I'm not saying it would happen or that it should happen. I'm just saying, given the history, I mean, this is a little different than the Rollins thing, but the match would become a triple threat match, but then would be for the title. You can't just make it for one guy, could you? No, but then why is that different from anything else? Do you think he's scared of Luke Harper? Is this why? Is no, not at all. I just think man, he was. Man, I just think he was messing with gender. That's really it. Yeah, and I I love that. I think it's what Carmella did on the pay per view, and I think Corbin is exactly the kind of person to do that kind of thing. And I hope they keep doing it. To be honest, um, I actually shock horror. I like this match, um, and I actually. Properly, the introduction for gender wasn't 10 minutes this time, so I actually appreciate. The graphic for his ramp is really damn cool. Like a spread of fire that turns into a red carpet. Anyway, I'm weeks behind on that one because I normally read articles. Um, he, I, I was worried Luke Harper's finally back on TV and he's up against Mahal. You know how this is going to go down. But he looked pretty strong for a lot of that match. And Mahal looked really good. Um, and just with Auden, I liked his promo earlier in the night and I liked that they've given him the family storyline as something to feed off. I've put in a most ridiculous a couple of weeks ago that I kind of hope that American Alpha was kept off TV because they were actually training them up to be Auden's Singh brothers. I still wish that were the case. Mm. I don't know if I want anybody that I enjoy associated with the mundane that is Randy Orton. Hmm. I just I, I want to see those guys go down. 
Like well, they Jennifer are very Hull- good, and I hope they're getting danger money for the shit that they're doing. <laughs> oh yeah, like like as if the first spot with the Singh brothers on the table wasn't enough. The dude went for that bump again two nights <laughs> ago. Like he he launched himself up in the same manner. Uh, the Sings distract Harper, allowing Gender to win. As I mentioned every week, consistent booking of Gender. Uh, big fan of that. Randy Orton shows up, attacks, and then beats up the Sings, which makes me so happy, Jeff. Uh, you do know that they have had a cash-in mid-match before to turn it into a three-way. It yeah, was at, I said it that, was but the, the, okay. difference, the difference was that was during a title match. Okay. This Fair was enough. a non-title match. No, no, uh, yeah, they could just, yeah. Uh, God, you, you know what you glossed over? You glossed over that terrible Randy Orton promo earlier in the show. Oh, I, I meant to bring that up. Yeah, that, that was straight trash. I, I put one word, and it, it says, uh, do in the style of Sean Rassap, uh, duty. Uh, <laughs> um, <laughs> it, it, was, it was horrible. And then Stone Cold Randy Orton comes out, uh, cleans house, a, a rather bad Fez press there being taken. Uh, they do want him to be Steve Austin so bad. Oh, he, yeah. They we, always and, have. And, and people are coming to see the RKOs. They get the RKOs. They get to go home happy. Gender escapes. You know, this is what they do. Um, I wasn't, yeah, I was kind of miffed at the whole uh, Baron Corbin uh, walking around to distract thing. Cause I'm like, they just did this last night with Carmelo. They don't need to do both men and women doing this. Get a little original. I'm what with else you. Do though. Corbin didn't really have anything. They needed something for him on the show. They couldn't Corbin, like, they could have kept him off, but they would have. could have just come out and stood there with the case. He and let his hair for nothing. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> To, to me, he's a lone wolf kind of a stoic type of guy who's just going to bide his time, I think. I, that, that, to me, is the character choice to go with. But, you know, I, do, I did like the interplay between Ginger and Corbin when he did come out. I thought that's kind of cool, and it was very cool on uh, the talking smack after the pay-per-view also, if you saw that. And a Ginger cut a promo that, that should have been on regular television about, um, you know, it, it went back to his... To his uh, you know, his fail safes about, you know, you people and raise and stuff. But for a while there, it was a very good normal type promo. And the, the stare down that they had on Talking Smack was phenomenal. I just want to say I'm super glad that we no longer go head to head with Talking Smack on Tuesdays because when I find out it's on the air, I'm probably, probably piecing you guys out because I'm kind of excited to see Daniel Bryan back on this show. That show is, and Daniel Bryan kind of mentioned it. I think that's going to help WWE change their approach to a degree. Yeah. I think they're going to see what this does. Like Jinder Mahal shows up and on Talking Smack, and he's like, oh, happy Father's Day to, to you, Booker. He's very nice. He's not just an asshole nonstop. But then he segues that into, and happy Father's Day to Bob Orton, whose son couldn't get it done in his own hometown. I was like, man, that's really good. And all the stuff, like, Anna, you've said it every week. Baron Corbin. Every week, like he's on Talking Smack, and he's charming, but then he, he takes it back into a "you're a charming dick" type of way. Yeah, also, he was on for like five, ten seconds on Up, Up, Down, Down, Madden Final, and that was enough for me to go. I want to see that guy every single yeah. week. It's kind yeah. of the Alexa Bliss template. 
because Alexa Bliss did the same same thing quite well. I thought also, you know, she she oh, I'm so happy to have this title, and then oh, got to slip back into heel mode here real quick and keep the character. She botched knowing the Super Bowl was happening. That's true. and made it and I, it made her me like her more. <laughs> and it made me like Daniel Bryan more and it made me like Apollo Crews more when he showed up five minutes later and said, I'm doing great. Did you hear about the Patriots? <laughs> like it was, it was awesome. Also something I love uh, guys follow at total divas apps on yes. Twitter. They great gifs, but it is gifs. The creator of the file named it. So it is, but Akira Tozawa got a seat upgrade on two Oh five live and he's sitting next to, the uh, announce table, courtesy of the Titus brand. I love what they're doing with that. He's, he gets so a popcorn much. bucket and a soda as well. <laughs> now, now, uh, Jeff, I don't get to talk to you too. Hold on, hold on, hold on. I don't get to talk to you two about Akira Tozawa much. I think maybe more than any Japanese wrestler that I've seen come over he gets all of it. He gets the in-ring. He gets the body language. He gets the facial expressions. He gets that really cheap, abbreviated chance. Get over very well with these crowds. Jeff, I'm a big, I'm a big Tazawa fan now, especially his American work. He was one of my favorite things about PWG when I'd go. I, I love Akira Tazawa, and my joke was going to be, you know, after that popcorn and soda, he may not be 205 anymore. He needs to watch it. Um, no, he, he's great. Um, I again, you kind of you kind of shudder a little bit at their treatment of non-American or non-English speaking talents, and especially giving them kind of a childlike uh, aspect to them in terms of not understanding what's going on. I'd like a little bit more intellectual honesty out of the character, but overall, I think he gets sports entertainment better than almost any non-traditional English speaker uh, they've ever had. His reaction, yeah. sorry, his reaction when Titus came out before the match on Raw was perfect. Like, this guy, I saw him um, when NXT were here at the end of last year, and if he was the first or second match, and it was just like, I just remember thinking, this is the perfect way to k- kick off a show because I'm sure a lot of the people in the crowd wouldn't generally watch a lot of NXT. It just seemed like, oh, WWE's in town, let's go. And I thought that was just the perfect way to grab him in. He has it. I mean, obviously he has it, but it's just, yeah, I agree. I see in our chat somebody says Ellsworth is banned from the uh, Money in the Bank match next week. I don't know if that was announced, but, uh, yeah. Uh, But, Anna, I wanted to ask you a couple things. No fashion files this week? No Maria and Mike Kanellis? Did either of those surprise you? Um, I was surprised by the lack of Canelli, given, you know, the big introduction that they got. Um, someone was speculating whether or not they'd put Maria in the ladder match. I don't know. I mean, she's there now, so she could. Um, but Fashion Files, we, we got them. We got them the other night. And we also seem to have somewhat had a conclusion of sorts with the Ascension. So who knows if we're yeah. getting them Yikes. again? Have you seen the shirt? It's yes, duty. Really? You don't want to get that. you a ticket. That'll get you one of their tickets. Hmm. They can't yeah. wear their own shit. Hmm. I I like the sentiment I mean, of it, but I think that they could have gone all out with it. 
They, they, what they could have done is just go to ProWrestlingTees.com slash Fightful and get a Fightful shirt or a Your Boy shirt. Head over to Fightful.com. Uh, we got a link for that up on the main page. We also have links to our podcast, photos, videos, results, news, interviews. I'm supposed to talk to Silas Young tomorrow. We're going to do a segment called Manly or Not Manly. <laughs> Can't wait. Can't yeah. wait. I'm going to ask him about petties and manies. Also, I'm supposed to talk – supposed to – until I think he realizes that the interview is with me, I'm supposed to talk to Josh Matthews next week. Yeah. Head of Slammiversary. We'll see how long that one lasts. <laughs> Good luck. Guys, uh, follow Anna Bauert at Anna Bauert. Follow Jeff at CrapGame13. Mm-hmm. Hot damn, I learned it. Join us this weekend. We have live coverage Friday, Saturday, Sunday night. Use those forums, guys. I will personally hug anybody that starts a topic on the forums if I see you in person. So I know that like all of our thousands of viewers are going to rush to Fightful.com. Register absolutely free and do that. On occasion, I post uh, Fightful Books at uh, podcasts. And my last one was strangely similar to the Maria Mike Canellis dealio that, that's going on right now. Uh, I was going to do an Enzo cast one, a little outdated now. Maybe I'll adjust, but thank you guys so much for joining us. I really appreciate it. This was a bit of a different show for us. Anna, Mm. I hope you're not too upset, mad, angry. No, I was actually just sitting here wishing that we spoke more about Ty Dillinger, Sami Zayn, Sonic promo. Oh, shit. I completely <laughs> missed that. He got a Sonic commercial over for the live crowd. Mm-hmm. Um, I That's loved talent. it. I loved it a lot, and I really, really miss Ty Dillinger. Jeff, what did you think of that? I, I was just going, well, Sammy is reduced to doing Sonic commercials, but I guess you're right. Ty did get it over, so I'll go with glass half full. And by different like, shows... Oh, go ahead. They they worked well together. I wasn't, you know, the whole giving people crap for overthinking. Just it's it's a personal chord with me. But them together <laughs> was gold. Well, so, sometimes you do I think things, but sometimes, sometimes I overthink things. Guys, another T-shirt. <laughs> Guys, subscribe to us, iTunes, Stitcher, YouTube. Leave us a thumbs up. That stuff really helps. Leave us a nice review on uh, iTunes. Also, guys, visit Fightful.com, of course. And let the world know about it. Twitter, Facebook, Reddit, anything like that is a big help to us. We're still in a young site in our first year. Thank you guys so much. Until next time, we're out. Save big money on plant protection supplies. Now at Menards. Defend your garden with Triazicide Insect Killer. Its fast-acting formula protects lawns, vegetables, and many other plants. It kills more than 260 insects by contact, above and below ground. Choose from ready-to-spray, concentrate, or granular. Save big money on Triazicide Insect Killer at Menards. And check out our weekly flyer on Menards.com for all the great deals happening now. Save big money at Menards.
When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.